am Pastor Floyd Hughes from Crossroads Community Church of Jefferson Hills, and I have Adam and Heather with me uh, to talk about a new podcast that we're starting, and I'm going to turn it over to them first so they can tell you a little bit about who they are. So, Adam, why don't you start us off? Good evening. My name is Adam, and uh, I am part of the Life Recovery Bible study, and also part of the congregation of Crossroads Community Church on Scotia Hollow Road. Thanks for having me, Pastor Floyd. Yeah, my my pleasure. And uh, Heather, you're up. Hi, I'm Heather. I'm also part of the Life Recovery Bible Study group that Adam and I will be starting. Also a member of Crossroads Community Church on Scotia Hollow Road in Jefferson Hills. We meet there Sunday mornings at 1037 a.m. So come and join us. <laughs> okay. I love the plug. <laughs> but I, I just want to share this quickly because when we first met at the restaurant and we were talking about yes. the Life Recovery Group, one of the first things I told both of them is, hey, you guys don't have to be members. If you never set foot in Crossroads, I, you know, I still want you guys. Right. So I just wanted to make that clear because I thought that was funny. But speaking of which, okay, when I met with you guys at the restaurant, we sat and talked for a couple of hours um, about starting this group and asked you guys to pray about it. So. Uh, tell us a little bit about what resonated with you to say, yeah. Uh, sorry, that's my Alexa Boy, speaking. Here's your reminder. Check the razor. <laughs> I'll edit that out. Boy, here's your reminder. Check the razor. What resonated with you to say, yeah, I want to be a part of starting this this group to help people in recovery? Either one of you can just jump in. Well, for me, it was, you know, I'm coming up on 24 years by the grace of God of being sober. And through that, I have worked with the 12 steps. But I also believe in this life recovery Bible because it incorporates the steps. And it also is a Bible of scriptures. And there are scriptures that go with the steps, there's different passages. And for me, it's helping me to get closer to the God of my understanding, but it's in a language I can relate to. And one of the things that attracted me in the first place to life recovery was you don't have to be an alcoholic or an addict to join. You don't have to be an alcoholic or an addict to understand this Bible. Um, it's, it's called life recovery because there are people in recovery that struggle with their God. And this is a good way to incorporate your recovery on a Christian basis and still get the word of God. For me, I'm, I'm coming up on three years of sobriety and, you know, the basic, the basic principle of this is to help somebody like Heather said, you don't necessarily need to be an alcoholic or recovering from drugs you know, you can just be somebody, uh, a normal person in in life who who is struggling, you know, struggling to find 
Jesus Christ, the God of your understanding, whatever it may be. And uh, the Life Recovery Bible makes it so simple, um, you know, and it gives you a lot of things to think about. Yes, it is based on the 12 steps of Alcoholics Anonymous, and it was started by uh, Bill and Bob. And, you know, that that's okay, but you don't necessarily have to be in active recovery to to get it you know and, and the bottom line is I, I feel very strongly that whatever walk of life you're from whatever you're dealing with it could help you you know and that's the bottom line is to help somebody you know not necessarily like i said not necessarily in recovery just to help somebody you know oh definitely Definitely. Uh, so let me ask this question because you guys have a uh, unique perspective uh, for this type of thing, a recovery group. Because I think initially I told you guys when I was meeting with you guys that I didn't feel comfortable leading it uh, from a pastoral perspective. Yeah, I can talk the Bible talk, but I really didn't feel like I could speak to, um, even though, like you said, it, it's not necessarily. I mean, you can not be in recovery. You could be just someone who wants to, you know, overcome the struggles of life. But I just felt like I, I didn't have that level of, yeah, I've been where you're at. If someone is in recovery or someone is dealing with some type of personal struggle that they're fighting hard to overcome. Um, but you guys have a unique perspective because, like you said, uh, three years, 20, 24 years. Um, are you finding, as you have digging through the book, are you finding that there's the intermesh between the 12 steps and the Bible stuff? Like, do they work yes. together? Or is it, yes. is it, is it like, uh, you know how sometimes people will read stuff and it's like, they're working too hard to make this work. It's not authentic. It's not real. It's kind of fake. Yeah, yeah. Are you guys finding that this fits together well? Like it's real. It's authentic. Um, yes. It's easy. Yeah, it's easy to understand. And one of the things, um, I just it's in the life recovery book here. The introduction. It says, you know, this book is the basic text for life recovery biblical perspective. We believe that when Dr. Bob and Bill Wilson, the founders of Alcoholics Anonymous, worked with Reverend Sam Shoemaker to create the 12 steps of Alcoholics Anonymous, they developed their ideas from texts of scriptures. In the Life Recovery Bible, we show how each of the 12 steps is founded on principles of the Bible. Now we added this book as another resource to support your recovery journey. And one of the things, you know, like the, about the Life Recovery Bible, like the first step in AA, it's we admitted that our life, that we're powerless over alcohol, that our lives have become unmanageable. In the Life Recovery Bible, they have, we admitted that we were powerless over our problems and that our lives have become unmanageable. One of the things that attracted me to this was I didn't have to be an alcoholic to come and get the word of God. You know, because this just says that we admitted we were powerless over our problems. 
that could mean alcohol. It could mean addiction. It could mean sexual behaviors. It could mean domestic relationships. I mean, to me, and you know, they took out the word alcoholic and addict. So now this is inclusive to everybody. You know, anybody that's struggling with financial burdens, gambling, and any anything along those, hey, our life did become unmanageable. Let's read some scripture on how it incorporates with this. Um, that's one of the things that attracted me to this. You know, I didn't have, this is the one thing that I can still get my relationship with Jesus and God, but yet I can still work on my recovery and they do intermesh. Um, like in the Bible, they might have, you know, like step one, you know, and this under step one, it says our Bible reading will be Judges 16 verses 1 through 31. We did admit we were powerless over our problems. When we refused to admit our powerlessness, we were only deceiving ourselves. And then it goes down to, um, this is when it intertwines the Bible. Samson was one of Israel's judges. As a child, he had been dedicated to God, and God had gifted him with a supernatural strength. I'm sure you know, you know that story. But that's what it does. It tells you, okay, this is step one, danger, self-deception. But it puts the step in there, but it also ties in the biblical form. Um, and it tells you how Samson, how um, Delilah, like his relationship with Delilah, his enemies were paying her to discover the secret of his strength. Three times she begged Samson to tell him his secret. Well, you know, I can relate to that as far as like my alcoholism was my secret, you know, and I love how it incorporates the Bible verses. So now, now I want to get into this, into Judges and read it, you know, and see how it relates to the topic. So let me ask another question. For me like, also. Uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. You know, for me, my alcoholism, you know, they say <clears throat> that um, you you are the last person to know. Everybody else around me knew what was going on, and I tried to hide it from everybody, you know, and that was a, that was a, that was an exercise in futility, should we say. Um, you know, and there are a lot of parts of this Bible that are dead on, obviously. Uh, you know, being raised Roman Catholic uh, for most of my life, I just got to the point where I put God in a box and put him on a shelf. And I'm coming back back to Jesus Christ and not necessarily through Roman Catholic through, through the Christian lifestyle. You know, I also, I also work at the blessing board and that's a, a definite Christian lifestyle that I love, that I am in love with, you know? Um, so yeah, I, I definitely, I find it, I find it so easy to just relate like Heather said, um, through the steps 
and it leads you to the verses. And then, you know, I, I'm, I can't sit here and quote Bible verses, forgive me, but I just love it. I love the way that it is presented, you know, and that could be for anyone, not just an alcoholic or recovering addict. Well, let me, let me say this, that, uh, I've been a pastor for 15 years here. I was a teaching pastor for three to five years before I came here. And I can't quote those Bible verses either, brother. So, um, I, I, I have to look stuff up. I have to Google stuff. And my best friend in the Bible is the table of contents. So, um, yeah, that, I don't feel just, so bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, just having that memorized is not the mark of God working in someone's heart. It's sure. Just, when sure. that comes out and, and, and people are living it out. But uh, you brought up a good point, Adam, because, I mean, I know you said you had, you were, you know, previously had God on a shelf, but what would you say to the person who, yeah, I'm, I'm struggling with stuff, whether it be, you know, like you said, addiction or financial or whatever those problems are. But I, I'm, 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 they're at that stage where they too have God on a shelf. They're, they're, um, for lack of a better term, don't want to be beat over the head with the Bible. So what would you sure. say to them? I would say that no matter what you have done or what you are doing now, we are all children of God. And, you know, God doesn't turn his back on his children. You might think that he has turned his back on you, but, you know, you might not understand the grand plan, his plan. You, you know, a lot of times in my addiction, I thought God forgot about me, period. And, uh, you know, that I, that kind of fueled my alcoholism, you know, uh, a resentment toward, toward God, the church. And, you know, personally, I find that that is not true. God does not turn his back on his children. And there, there is, a, there, he has a plan. And my brain is so small that I can't comprehend it. I, I just, I just pray and just go where he leads me. And personally, for me, um, that's, you know, that's daily the, the recovery aspect of, of my, my alcoholism, my, my almost three years. I'll be celebrating three years in February on the 14th Valentine's Day. <laughs> and, you know, that's how, as an alcoholic, that's how I do things. I do things 100% or I don't. You know, I, I screwed up many Valentine's days and, you know, that was, that was all because I thought I was in the mindset that I'm hurting myself, not anybody else. Meanwhile, I was hurting everybody around me, you know, so getting back into getting back into the spiritual aspect of my recovery is gigantic for me. You know, it's a, it's a major point. So, and this recovery, the, the, this Bible, it, 
you know, it, it gives it gives direct correlation to the steps. So yes, I can understand the steps. Okay, but it gives me something to follow up with. And I love that about this. I do. So you brought up another good question. Um, because you said uh you felt like God forgot about me, which as a pastor, I realize so many people who think that um, they're, they're unaware that God loves them. They're unaware of, you know, the grace that he wants to give to them. They're, they, they think that, you know, I can't come to God because if I do, he'll immediately punish me for all the wrongs that I've done. Right. Yes. Like that. Right. So, um, is that, do you believe a common feeling that a lot of people, regardless of what they're struggling with, like you said, do you think that continues, pushes them in that cycle of struggle? Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. I, I, I really do. Um, I feel like it pushes them into that cycle and also it keeps them in that cycle. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, it did me for a lot of years. So. Um, I'm I'm going to jump back to the 12 steps because that's a foundational part of, of this, this, this program. Um, how do you think someone who is unfamiliar with the 12 steps will adapt to uh, the small groups? Do you think it will be difficult for them to understand what they are? Uh, like you said, it, 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 someone may be dealing with recovery or addiction or alcohol or drugs or whatever, but someone who's dealing with some other type of struggle, a sexual sin or a financial issue or all the things that Heather, you mentioned, and they're not familiar with the 12 steps, um, is there is there place in the group to kind of, just as the person who, hey, I'm not familiar with God, you're able to help them understand, well, here's how God fits in. Is there a way to help people who are unfamiliar with the 12 steps see how that can help them as well? Um, yes. And I'm speaking from like experience on this because when I first got sober, when I went to um, my first 12 step AA meeting, I had no idea what the 12 steps were. I mean, I, I, you know, never hurt. I mean, I heard of them through my dad. My dad was a recovering alcoholic and, you know, he would talk about steps, a higher power, the God of his, you know, but I didn't understand it until somebody sat down with me and said, the 12 steps are kind of a guideline for you to improve your life and to get mentally better. You know, you know, everything you do in life, there's a process. Like, you know, before you learn to walk as a baby, you have to learn to crawl. Once you learn to crawl, you learn to stand up. Once you learn to stand up, you learn to take your first steps. And some, and these steps are in order for a reason. Like number one, the first thing out the gate, whether you're an alcoholic, an addict, a sex addict, whatever financial, you have to admit there is a problem, you know, you have to admit your life is unmanageable. I'm going to the bank. I'm withdrawing a thousand dollars every day to pay the man off because of my gambling debts. I'm doing this to get high. I'm doing this to get drunk. I'm doing this to put my new boyfriend up in a penthouse when I'm, you know, and, and I think the 12 steps, you can incorporate it. Like they're, 
my, I was taught it's to make you mentally well. It's to get your head back into the game. And once you start getting your head back into the game, like, you know, we made a decision to turn our will and our life over to the care of God as we understand him. That was real big for me when I was learning the steps because my God was on a shelf. Okay. And I was raised with a God that my mother believed. In, that my dad believed in, that my aunt believed in. This is the God you have to believe in, and this is what you're going to do. I put God on shelf because I figured I'm already in trouble because I'm already drinking. I'm already lying. I'm already doing all these things. So God's, like Adam said, God doesn't even like me anymore. You know, so I might as well keep doing what I'm doing. Through these steps, though, I would tell somebody like, God loves you from the minute you're born until the minute you join him in the afterlife. Um, you know, and for me, I love that part where it says the God of our understanding. That's for me when this clicked with me, like, wait a minute, there is a God. He loves Heather for who Heather is. And my understanding of my God can be different than my mom's. It can be different it can be anybody's and it's okay what time was god lead me to the people that are, will lead me back to you you know and those were the people i found in aa you know and i love like the the life recovery bible not only helps me get a foundation in, 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 in my recovery, but I feel a spiritual connection with God that I haven't had for a long time. It makes me want to get into the Bible and read it, you know, and um, like, you know, right here in the, in the workbook, it says God in us doing what we have not been able to do up to this point. God in us is shining through human vessels gives us the ability to recover, to accept our powerlessness, and to accept unmanageability. We are then opened to a life powered by God rather than by our dependencies, our addictions, or our fallible selves. You know, and for me, that ties it all in. You know, that ties it all in. And then it, you know, it, it goes on to explain like how God's power flows in to fill us with and accomplish what we could never do on our own. You know, like I could never be where I am today if I didn't follow God and if I didn't get into the word and, and stuff. And like, you know, in the workbook, it'll say a no one situation readings from Genesis 16, one through 15, you know, what feelings do I experience as I acknowledge people in my life who have power over me? You know, and that can relate to anybody that can relate to the employer, the employee, the son, the daughter, the teacher, the pastor that can relate to anybody. But then you can go into Genesis and it gives you, I don't know the verse word for correlation. a correlation. So you can put the God into that. Yeah, that is really good.